college can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. What is up, Broncos Country? It is your Saturday night, and we have a very special edition of Mile High Insiders to the right of me, to the left of me, depending on how you're looking at things on these screens, uh, is our good friend Thomas Hall. He is a staff writer and a podcast host of his own show, uh, Legends of Mile High, that you can listen to every Friday night or Friday morning, excuse me. But I've been just so pumped to get Thomas on the show. We've been texting all week. Pumped to have you, Thomas. Thanks for filling in. Yeah, thank you for having me. I, I'm looking forward to it as well. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Nick Nick is off in parts unknown. Like, uh, you know, the Ultimate Warrior used to say, I'm sitting here in parts unknown. I don't know where Nick is. Uh, so if you want to throw a hashtag, where's Nick, or give us your favorites, take on where nick could be you know he likes to hike you know he likes to fish you know he likes to fine dine all those things we're trying to find out where nick kendall is but guys we got a really really special show ahead first of all some big news we got lots of teasers we're going to give you we've got a very special guest joining the legends of mile high podcast hosted by thomas hall next friday morning you do not want to miss who that guest is one hint he's in the broncos ring of fame so do not miss that. That's coming up. We also have an article to get to by Greg Rosenthal where he started to project some starters. And with those starters, he's picking the Broncos as a postseason contender for the division of the AFC West. And we've got some uh, raffling to get to and how you can become a supporter of the Mile High Huddle channel. But before we do that, let's say what's up to some folks that came right before we even got on. And we're pumped to say what's up. Diamond Rattler, always in the house. Boom, let's go. Appreciate you so much. Jeremy Bales is also here saying, what's up, guys? What's up, Jeremy? Appreciate you joining us on your Saturday night. And then we've got Blake. What's going on, Blake? Saying, let's go. And it's just a renewed sense of football, of relevance. Things are changing in the Mile High City, Tom. And last time you and I talked, I think it was a couple years ago on a draft day. And boy, have things changed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, finding a... Uh, future fall hall of fame quarterback falling into your lap for unknown reasons. Not sure why we'll definitely do that for you. It's uh, you know, it's reminiscent of uh, getting Peyton Manning and there's been uh, other quarterbacks in history that uh, have come into the Denver Broncos and kind of turned things around. So there's a lot to be excited about. We're going to have a good year. Going to have some more fans coming into uh, to Broncos country, I believe. Heck yeah, just like Brad Dees coming in with good evening, Luke and Thomas. Have a great holiday weekend. That's right, it's a long weekend for some. For others that are working, that's why we remember this Memorial Day weekend. Um, also, thoughts and prayers go out to Texas, to our country, and to all those who need it. But we're here to talk some football and MHI. I appreciate everyone's support, their love, just like Mike McHugh saying, what's up, let's ride. I absolutely love the let's ride by Russell Wilson. And I was the guy that kind of called him corny, you know, when he was with the Seahawks. <laughs> he could ball for sure. Oh, yeah. I never denied that, Thomas. Yep. But no. it, I just kind of feel, I said it last week, I kind of feel like the Seahawks is that girl that got dumped. 
and yeah. they're going out with the next best thing and they think that next best thing is drew lock but then they go out and figure out well he can't really play great so what can we do we can make fun of russell wilson and call him corny call him corny yeah. if you want the yeah. whole let's ride thing i am in all the way i love it <laughs> yeah i'm with you you know i remember uh not liking peyton manning because he used to beat the broncos in the playoffs you know in the early 2000s and uh when he came i was like oh he's coming to the broncos but you know you gotta love it. You can't, you, you just right. gotta jump on and ride, you know, like this I, is, this is amazing. I hated him, Thomas. I'll, I'll just go ahead and be honest. I hated him because I, he would tear up your defense and I was a huge, I know your podcast, Thomas's podcast, legends of mile high focuses on some really, really good players of yesteryear going all the way back in the day to recent players that I grew up loving. And one of them, Thomas was smoke dog Al Wilson. And watching oh, yeah. watching the chess match between him and and Peyton Manning, I would hate Peyton Manning because he would come up and stop all momentum for the defense yeah. or anything with his audibles. And then when he's doing it here in Denver, I absolutely loved it. So it's <laughs> yeah. just kind of the way it goes. And yeah. if Russell Wilson's in the house and wants to be corny, I'm good with it. That's Ernie right. Mays, what's up? A good friend of Mile High Huddle, the show and of mine, saying hello, Luke and Thomas. Go Broncos. Let's ride absolutely love it mike s mike has been with us since the very beginning and i love mike's optimism he comes in here and he tells the truth man sometimes the truth hurts a little bit and the broncos have had some ugly truths the last half a decade but things are starting to change here in the mile high city there's a new standard the word energy is being thrown around all over uh nathaniel hackett's out there playing linebacker uh it, it's just absolutely crazy and we haven't even gotten to mandatory minicamp yet right yeah and, and it's the whole thing you know going doesn't matter if you're playing like pop warner or you're in the nfl if you're not having fun you're not playing at your optimal level you can feel that energy and the fun i mean they're going to go to work obviously they are going to go out and, and work hard but you know they're having a lot of fun so they're going to play well uh Kathy Lund. Sorry I'm late. Good evening all. Well, welcome Kathy. Thank you for uh, joining us. What's up Kathy? Kathy, another good friend of the show and Broncos Country. It's a very special show cuz not only is Thomas gracing us with his time doing back-to-back -back Friday morning and then Saturday night. This guy's a grinder. You could also find his writing and all of our articles over at milehighhuddle.com. The cool thing about Mile High Huddle, at least the, the cool thing I think, it's not subscription based. We do not charge you Come read our content. It's all free. Listen to our podcast wherever you get those. So many hardworking guys and gals. And one thing I love to just say over and over, and it's kind of like in Fight Club when he's like, we protect you while you sleep. Well, <laughs> our guy Keith across the pond is literally writing up Broncos content while we sleep. That's how cool this publication is, these group of guys and gals. Gary Leeds Palmer, appreciate you so much, man. Your, your support means a lot. This is, uh, I think, our 101st show. We're actually going to be moving to primetime. So this is the last Saturday night show. You will be able to catch MHI with Nick and I on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. Mountain. Uh, those Huddle Up boys are, are getting out of there and we're doing an MHI takeover. But uh, really, really grateful to Broncos Country, MHH, Nick, Scott, everybody, Chad, Zach, everyone that's helped us along the way, Carl, Lance, Eric. I think every single person has been on this show at some point. And I'm damn proud of it. And that's another reason why I wanted to reach out to Thomas, because Thomas is uh, like me and Nick. He's a, he's a nerd. He's a numbers guy. We look <laughs> at numbers, we figure out trends, and we try our best to figure out what that means for the Denver Broncos. How can they improve? We look at game day matchups, uh, all those sort of things. And Thomas, I'm just I'm really, really excited, man, because the Broncos are relevant again, so much so that we're starting to look at the projected offense. At least Greg Rosenthal is this last week. And I don't know if you got a chance. I'm sure you read the article I sent you this morning. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I I did start to read it. Sorry, I actually had to go to a, you know, it's a Saturday party kind of thing for some of my uh yeah daughter's friends. So, you know, I, I didn't get to read the whole thing yet. I read most of it for sure. But yeah, I mean, even if he didn't say that, it, it's pretty obvious that the offense is a is going to be a huge factor this year. Where the last few years it has not been, you know, we've ridden our defense. Um, you know, as a fan watching, hoping that they can pull something out just to save the uh, the offense. And uh, this year it's not going to be like that at all. And we've got some good to great players to watch this year. 
We just, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. And anytime you've got Russell Wilson under center, um, you can do incredible things. And that's what the defense is finding out over there. Uh, you heard Justin Simmons talk about it recently. Some of the other defensive guys, it's just bizarre to see what Russell Wilson can do right when you think things are done, when he's bottled up, that bizarre spin move that has just earned him so much time and touchdown throws in overtime and just the crazy magic is finally here in mile high. So it's awesome with Russ Wilson. You can do just about anything you want. Just like Phil McLaughlin giving us some love. Awesome show, Luke, Tom, and Scott sending some love and wishing everyone a safe weekend. Hashtag let's ride. Hashtag MHH for life. We appreciate that so much, Phil. Guys, your super chat donations absolutely help us keep the lights on, help us keep what we're doing um, going on because we love covering football. We love the Denver Broncos, but it's also important that we bring a professional aspect to this whole thing where sometimes it's hard to not uh, fall in love with some of these players on and off the field and really root hard for them, especially when you got some good guys like Russell Wilson, Dalton Reisner, Justin Simmons, all these different guys. But you know what? It's going to be a lot easier to evaluate them with this new coaching staff the first thing i want to get into before we get into some of the offense and projected starters um nathaniel hackett what do you expect of nathaniel hackett and justin outen's offense here in 2022 because we know russell wilson is here it's the russell wilson show are they going to make a hybrid offense from green bay to fit russell wilson like they did with peyton and kubiak kind of force fit a little bit or are we going to just wipe the slate clean and start from the the ground up with with planning for russ well i think it's actually that green bay offense fits russ pretty well i mean it's got a lot of elements from you know back in the shanahan days you know with the uh the wide zone and things like that i think that fits russell wilson well i don't think they have to tear something up and and throw it out the window for him to exceed, but I think there's definitely going to be some uh, tweaks made just for Russell Wilson, because he's a different type of player than, um, than many other quarterbacks. I mean, he's got, he's definitely got the mobility. You're probably going to see quite a few more bootlegs than we've witnessed. Um, you know, once you get that ro- running game ro- running one way and you bootleg to the, to the other side, and you're going to see some big, you're going to see some big plays and Russell Wilson's a great deep ball thrower. So mm-hmm. I expect to see that significantly more, than we saw at the, in the Broncos in the past, for sure. Um, but definitely, uh, I think that offense is pretty well made for Russell Wilson as it is. We so had a sh- tweaks. I like it. I like it. We had a show last week, and, and, and the question was to air it out or pound the rock. And I think you're going to see a healthy balance, dare I say, like the, the coach's favorite word, balance, 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 sure. balance. Um, I, I truly feel like there is a notion out there that Russell Wilson – was upset with the Seahawks because they wanted to run the ball or they didn't want to use his passing formations and different sets of variations yeah. for the route tree. But uh, if you look back at some of the Seahawks games with beast mode, uh, you see Russell Wilson going and checking down to the run a lot in the red zone. He's talked about it before, and I think the Broncos can absolutely have a running game that is set up for Russell Wilson, like you said. Some of my favorite memories was Jake Plummer on a bootleg to the left. A right-handed quarterback booting to the left is one of the hardest things that you can do and throwing across your body, and it was absolutely beautiful. And I just, I'm getting goosebumps even talking about it because I could <laughs> feel like I can see number three already doing that. You've got right. a host of wide receivers that can go down there and catch the ball. I mean, that's a special, special talent that Patrick, Patrick Mahomes can pull off, Justin Herbert can pull off. Well, now yeah. Russell Wilson's here and he's a Super Bowl champ. We know he can pull it off. Absolutely. You know, and talking about in the old days, Shanahan was a, uh, you know, the run game was uh, the primary focus a lot, but he could scheme people open so well off of the run game. So yeah, maybe they, they seem like they're going to be focusing on the run, but it's going to open up so much more for Russell Wilson's passing. And it's, uh, and if, if, and I mean, I'm assuming, I mean, I don't know how great of a uh, coaching thing Hackett's going to be. I'm assuming that he's going to be good and he's going to be able to scheme up some plays like that. So it'll work out. It's going to work out just like Brad D says it is. They're going to maximize Russ Wilson's strengths and minimize what he's less comfortable with. And I like that, Brad. And I'm going to start wondering, what is he less comfortable with? (laughs) I mean, like he's got so many strengths, it's kind of hard to poke at some weaknesses. And I guess at first glance, 
I would say staying in the pocket can at times get Russ in trouble. Um, just when it starts to, to crowd in, I think then his size can somewhat get to him uh, with not having the height to necessarily see over multiple defenders um, caving in. But that's, man, that's me being really picky, Thomas, because on the <laughs> other hand, the other per, the other guy of that conversation could say, in the pocket, are you kidding me? That's when he does his best work. He spins around, he gets out of trouble, he dives, he dips, he dodges. I sound like Patrick O'Houlihan, you know, from Dodgeball. <laughs> uh, but he gets out of all kinds of trouble. Sure, he has flaws, but Javante Williams talked about it just a couple days ago, Tom. He said, look, man, this is the most complex offense I've ever been a part of. We're asked to be receivers as well. And what people don't realize, and I know you do because I've, I've read some of your work, I've listened to your show, uh, Javante Williams can catch the ball. Mike Boone can catch the ball. We know Melvin Gordon. Everybody knows I can't stand Melvin Gordon. But Melvin Gordon can <laughs> catch the ball. Uh, sure. These Broncos running backs are going to be utilized in a way that Broncos country hasn't seen. Absolutely. And it's funny because I was talking about on my show uh, yesterday morning about Glenn Milburn uh, <laughs> relating him to Montreal, Washington a little bit or, or vice versa. And, you know, I think that I mean, being able to utilize this, those running backs in multiple ways like that is huge. You definitely want to have your, you know, your grinder. Javante Williams is going to get you yards on the ground, but at the same time to just kind of Melvin Gordon or uh, Boone or Javante Williams out of the backfield to catch a ball. That's kind of, it might be, it might come as a surprise to a lot of people watching because you're looking at the running game going so well, but that's, that's the reason why you set the uh, game up with those run the running game. It's why you do the bootlegs. It's why you catch the defense off guard. And I think you're going to see, you, you know, they're going to probably split a lot more time than we're anticipating, but you're going to see a lot more catches, I think, for all the running backs this year. And I, I actually think Mike Boone might have a, a pretty big role on third down, yes. um, just catching the ball, you know, things like that. So it's going to be interesting. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Hackett seems like he's got everything together. He seems like he's going to be a good coach. Seems like he can scheme up some good plays. But until we start to see that happening, you know, there's still going to be that doubt, like, can he do it? Let's let's, but I think he can. He just, he seems like a different coach, a different attitude, a different way of going about things. than we've seen at Broncos camp the last five years. Yeah. The first thing that's going to be interesting here at camp and I'll be out there every day. If you guys are out there, be sure to say hello. Um, it's a great place to bring your kids. Uh, I will say that it's going to be a zoo this year. I, I know that some fans are already talking about parking over overnight and kind of camping wow. out just to get nice. a glimpse. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's like the Rolling <laughs> Stones are coming to town yeah. with the Russell Wilson show here. And uh, that's so exciting, man, because it was super embarrassing to see the lack of fans there last year. And that's not any beef against the fans because, sure. dude, sometimes people have more important things to do with their summer than yeah. watch grumpy old Vic Fangio not have music and give 20 water breaks. That's not happening this year, man. The music <laughs> is back. The players are feeling themselves. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a expectation. There's just. There's so much energy in the air, and I wanted to get to Kathy real quick saying if the O-line can keep number three upright, the offense will be A-OK. -okay. And you heard Garrett Bowles say, uh, you know, his his priorities to keep three yeah. safe. And then who was the rookie who was talking all that smack? Oh, um, yeah. Um, defensive end from the Kansas City Chiefs. Y'all know who yeah, I'm talking I'm about. Blank too. Uh, and, and they say uh, he's like a Greek last name, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Like Kalafdis or something like that. Yeah, he comes out, yeah, yeah. He comes out there and is like, I can't wait to sack that little guy. And, uh, you know, I wanted to stir the pot a little bit. First time I've ever done that. So I actually tagged Garrett Bowles in an article that Zach or Chad wrote up. <laughs> and uh, Garrett retweeted the article. He kind of had like this fresh meat mentality to it. And I think one thing you can see from the offensive tackles, and let's start to highlight them, for the Broncos in 2022, we know Garrett Bowles is locking down the left tackle position. The thing that I really liked about GB and what he said a few weeks ago uh, during voluntary workouts was, look, I'm coming at this like I need to start for my job. And yeah. I, I love that mentality. I think he yeah. has definitely grown up. Um, he's a guy that understands what he needs to do with that contract he was paid. But then you got Billy Turner in here, and he's going to be locked in. At least Greg Rosenthal believes as the starting right tackle. I think so as well. I think for these offensive tackles, and they're under new coaching, right? I think Butch Berry is the offensive line coach now. Um, it's a whole new group. 
for these cats. And I think you're going to see the tackles be asked to let the defensive ends, let these elite pass rushers in the AFC West climb up the field. That allows lanes for Russell Wilson to either rush or run around and make that magic happen because the AFC West is full of pass rushers, Tom. Yep, absolutely. And and I think uh, you'll see that the uh, scheme is going to fit many of the offensive linemen better this year than it has the last couple of years. And I know Garrett Bowles had a really good season um, with Munchak as his coach, but I think, um, I think this scheme is going to be better fit for them. And Billy Turner, especially, you know, I, at first, but until they signed him, I thought I was a little worried about the right tackle. I thought Calvin Anderson would uh, have to show up pretty big. I thought he was kind of a dark horse to jump in there at right tackle, but I'm pretty excited about having uh, Billy Turner back. Uh, it's it really is a shame that uh, you know the Broncos let him walk way back when they did, but uh, you know here he's back. If he can be healthy, uh, I think he's going to fit right in. I think Risner's going to fit right in into this new scheme, and then I think the question marks really are the uh, center and possibly the right guard. Although I think Glasgow's um, you know a better fit for this scheme as well. Mm, the, yeah, my my guy Quinn Miners. I like to say I discovered Quinn before everybody else, even though I didn't. I was there when everybody else discovered him at the Senior Bowl. Um, <laughs> Scott went to the Senior Bowl last year. It's what we do here at MHH, man. We're boots on the ground all over the place. It was a shrine this last year. Like I said, Scott had boots on the ground. Man, it's great. Uh, Dalton Reisner for me. He's got a little something to prove. I love the story, but I need more consistency. What's bizarre, Tom, is Quinn Miners is not committing to where he's playing. I think that mm. is a very telling uh, sign that he is his versatility is going to be utilized, at least tested by new head coach or new offensive line coach, Butch Berry. Here's my guy, Travis Weber. What's up, dude? Good evening, Luke, Thomas, Scott, and Broncos country. We might have a couple of holes on the defense, but I am happy and excited to have an offense again to take a lot of weight off of the defense's shoulders first seasons to come Travis you're exactly right man the defense has been um struck not struggling but just carrying this offense as water <laughs> for yeah. years and years and I think Russell Wilson's arrival takes a lot of pressure off yeah Russell Wilson raises all boats uh, on offense and on defense I mean it really does you bring a Hall of Fame future Hall of Fame quarterback in it's going to make everybody around him better including the defense and um you know, they're going to take more risks probably because they're not so worried about uh, how they're going to leave their, um, you know, if they mess up, their offense can come back and and kind of make up for those mistakes if they do make them. So I think you're going to see them take more chances. And that's just going to help, you know, help both both sides really um, extensively. So, yeah, it, you know, he's it, it's excitement for a reason. You're talking about training camp. It's going to be wild and much mm. better. I mean, that there's a reason for it. And it it's Russell Wilson. I mean, really. Yeah, you can say it's the coaches coming in, making it, but everybody's coming to see Russell Wilson, and rightfully so. I mean, the guy's proven uh, to be a, an elite quarterback, and you know, I don't care what people say about his year. Last year, he was hurt for three for three games. He still was on pace to have one of his better seasons. So I don't see anything really. I don't see a downside to it at all. And I mean, sans injury. I mean, we. Knock on wood that that doesn't happen. <laughs> That's right. Peter Middleton, another one of our guys who's been with us since the infancy of MHI, man. We appreciate you so much, Pete. Uh, you are part of this success that we have on this team, on this show. It's never individual success. It's part of a team, and uh, Pete's part of that team. So thank you, brother. Fangio seems so long ago. The positivity in the building is great. I hope it turns into results, though. How patient do you think Broncos country will be if there are some bad results, especially considering the easy start to the schedule? Well, based on our, uh, I'll take, I'll take a shot at that. Based on history, we'll probably not, you know, be very patient at all. I mean, we want wins. <laughs> I mean, that's just face it. Sure. <laughs> you know, we're, we, uh, we've watched this team under 500, uh, for several seasons. So we are expecting and rightfully so. I mean, if we don't see this team get out to a fast start and there's going to be bumps in the road, there's definitely going to be some hiccups, but uh, we need to see some wins right off the bat really before we, uh, you know, are really comfortable with thinking that this is going to be turned around. But, you know, I remember Peyton Manning was uh, two and three uh, when he was with the Broncos and turned it around. So, you know, but that was with a tough schedule. So I, I think, 
really think Broncos fans are going to be pleasantly surprised the first uh, first eight weeks of the season. I think we're going to be sitting great watching this team. Uh, you know, maybe only two losses, really, from yeah, my perspective. It's, it, it's yeah, man. It's so hard to. It's the old cliche. Any given Sunday, although they play on right. Thursday and Monday and all these <laughs> other days now. Um, I'm going to lead on Greg Greg Rosenthal here in, in the article that we kind of featured our show on, talking about why he has the Broncos in postseason contention specifically as a, uh, a a big dog to play in the division with the AFC West. And he said, Russell Wilson has never been surrounded by this much skill position talent. Very few quarterbacks have some teams have four number three receivers, but the Broncos in a perfect world could have two number ones in Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, a number two in Tim Patrick and a sneaky explosive number three in KJ Hamler. Um, Man, he is stacked with offense, yeah. and that's before oh, yeah. you even get to the running backs. We didn't mention any of the tight ends, um, and, and Nick loves to give me hell about so many <laughs> things, but the first thing he loves to say, other than running backs are worthless and so are linebackers, uh, he loves to tell me that Russell Wilson does not utilize the tight end position. And I love to kick back and say, well, who did he have, you know, in Seattle? Give me a break here. Um, but I think Russell Wilson is going to utilize the tight end position so much. So that's why they used one of the premier picks to get Greg Dolchich out of UCLA. Uh, George Payton knows what he's doing. And I think the tight ends, Albert O, he's got to have a big season. Competition is in the room now. Noah Fant. He couldn't cut. He couldn't cut it, man. He couldn't cut it here in the Mile High City. We needed to upgrade at quarterback. Sure, send him to Seattle. Uh, what do you think the tight end position is going to mean for Russell Wilson in this offense? Yeah, I'm uh, sorry to. <laughs> I'm a little bit more on uh, Nick's side, I guess. No, but no, it's not not necessarily it. because um, uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, looking at Green Bay's offense, I mean, I, I think uh, what Mercedes Lewis was their number one guy last year, and he had like 250. Bob Tanyan got Bob Tanyan got hurt, man, and Bob yeah. Tanyan was a straight straight up gang member, and yeah. then. Uh, uh, who's the other cat they had uh plan after Bob Tanya got hurt. He wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad. Kind of another, just a jag. Um, but I, I think you've got to utilize some of these tight ends specifically in the red zone uh, injuries. They're going to happen. I mean, you, you mentioned it earlier, this receiving core it, it's, Greg Rosenthal's talking about in a perfect world, they're all going to be number ones. Well, in a perfect world, they'd all stay healthy. All right. right but receivers right. are going to get hurt this season. I think game plans are going to have to feature the tight end and you damn well better be willing to block Alberto and you damn well get a lot better at it because we know that Andrew Beck can block. We know that Eric Saubert can block. Uh, Tomlinson, I don't, I'm not yeah. so sure if he can block. He's, I think, a camp body, if I'm going to be honest. honest. Yeah. But Greg Dolchich, he's going to do anything they ask him to do. I think this guy's going to be a superstar in the league. And I think Russell Wilson's the guy that's going to make him that. Yeah. And you may see, you may see a change. You may see um, more passes to the tight end. But with the wealth of talent, I mean, without injury, who who do you throw the ball to first, really? I mean, Cortland Sup Sutton's number one for me, <laughs> you know, and then you go to Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick. What then, you got, Timmy <laughs> Patrick at Chop Liver at number three? The guys. No, no, be... I'm just, I, I'm just saying that uh, you know you got those two after him, and then, and then you right. finally can get to a tight end. Really, I mean, if you had obviously if you had Shannon Sharp there, you better feature him. But you know, sure. these, the tight ends aren't at this point all pros, all world players. So uh, it's going to be. I think they'll utilize them, but I don't think it's going to be huge numbers for them. I just, I don't feel like, but they're still going to be great tight. I think they're going to be good tight ends with a different quarterback. And I think if Noah fan stayed, he would be a good quarterback under uh, Russell Wilson too, but um, with, in a different scheme. But uh, I think Albert uh, is going to be great. Greg uh, Dulcich going to be, uh, you know, he's going to have some growing paints, but I think he's going to mm -hmm. be fun to watch at the very least. He's going to be fun, fun to watch and fun to listen to. I think he's going to pancake some fool. I'm saying that right now <laughs> just to get that notion out there that he can't block. I think he's got some mean to him. Uh, mm -hmm. I like the fact that he's a little arrogant, a little cocky. He's got a yep. lot to prove. He's a walk-on for crying out loud. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely coming for some some playing time. Oh, yeah. As a rookie on the special teams unit, don't be surprised if you see him blow somebody up on the special yep. teams unit. That's your second round, third round tight end. Broncos country, I mean, give me a break. Travis Weber, again, coming in with some support. We appreciate you, Trav. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Plus, having Nathaniel Hackett is a breath of fresh air and a sigh of relief. Watching Cortland Sutton's presser talking about Hackett being involved in every part of the team. 
offense, defense, and special teams. Unlike Vic Fangio, a good defensive coordinator, but not a head coach. One of the things that I love about Nathaniel Hackett that Travis just pointed out is um, he knows what he knows, but he seems like a guy who can delegate responsibility as well. And there was a time when he was first in the very first workout, I believe, with Russell Wilson. And the first time we see him in Broncos gear throwing, he was asked a little bit about how do you monitor your practice? Are you spending time with the offense, the defense, special teams? He said, right now, I'm spending time with this offense. I don't know what's going on with the defense today. I will find out later from my coach, Coach Evero, and the rest of our staff. But my primary focus right now is on this offense. And that was for that day. Now, obviously, days change and, and different plans change. But that, to me, right there said, okay, we've got a coach who can delegate responsibility, not just ignore the other side of the ball. Sure. Well, in the mark of a good head, co head coach isn't really X's and O's in my book. It's being able to build a coaching staff and those around you that make everybody better. Um, and, you know, going back to Dan Reeves, I know people give him a lot of flack for not utilizing Elway as much, but he built an incredible staff. And that that's why he was so successful, although he had John Elway as well. But, I mean, he <laughs> he had success at other places. But, you know, oh. that's what Hackett's doing. You know, it's not sure. – he's not taking over the X's and O's. If he did, then he's not gonna have time to do everything else he needs to do. So I'm excited to see this. And I know I, I bought into Fangio's speech, death by inches thing. When he first came out, I was hooked on Who it. Who did hoping? Who did? I know Who I mean, it was, it was good, but it just, there was no meat behind it, but Hackett seems, a, seems slightly different than that. I don't know. He seems like he's, yeah, he just, he just, just seems different. I don't know. It's great. What's up? Speaking of great, our guy Dale, he's making his first his first Mile High Huddle Show live, MHI, with Tom and Luke. Hey, Broncos country, don't ever get to see live. Always watch afterward. Good show. We appreciate you, Dale. You can see Thomas on Friday mornings for Legends of Mile High, and you can see yours truly and Nick Kendall moving on over to primetime on Wednesday nights. So, uh, speaking of more greatness and other changes going on with the MHH community, we've got our top tie top five uh top seven it looks like rankings for the bronco jersey raffle that's going to be going on here very soon the dwi guys sitting in at number one they're great great friend of the show michaela parker in at number two our guy michael ronquillo Pobby, what's up, Pobby? She has been with us since the infancy of this show as well. Uh, you got Tanner, Sam BBM in at six, DW96734, Shane Turtle, Mark from Georgia, our guy Naj, Paul, Bronco Sunrise, Casey Nickel, uh, Stu McPeak. Look at that. We even got Dave from Georgia popping in there for the top 20. Uh, Chad Jensen. Sometimes he gives us a little bit of love, and we appreciate all the work that Chad gives us. Uh, it's actually Chad's idea, man, to try to give back to MHH and the Super Chat community. This is our way of giving back. Get yourself a Broncos jersey. I think we've given away so many cool Broncos jersey. Pat Sertan stuff, uh, Javante Williams stuff, so many cool things. And speaking of that, guys, get on over to the huddleuppod.com store, and you can go ahead and get some swag. Thomas, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a mug or a hat or something <laughs> from, from that pod over there at uh, Legends yep. a Mile High. But you guys can grab yourself a hat, all kinds of different stuff. Scott's always on with Nick for Broncos for breakfast. You can find uh, all their gear over there as well. And, yeah, thank you for rocking with us. You guys are what makes the world go round for us here at MHH. Peter Middleton coming again saying, uh, now that we've started to get to know the rookies a little bit better, who is the surprise day three pick getting more gameplay? than expected and the draft player who disappoints two good questions tom i'm gonna kick them over to you yeah i'm gonna uh jump it right in and say uh montreal washington is going to i don't know if it's gonna be a surprise i mean he's gonna take over the returning duties from what i from my perspective because really there's nobody else to do it uh and College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. 
Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. As I was comparing him uh, earlier with with Glenn Milburn, I think they can scheme up some stuff for him on offense uh, as well because get him into space. I think he's going to surprise a little bit, uh, win the returning duties, as long as he can have good ball security. I, I think he's going to be the surprise that people aren't really thinking of. Small school guy out of Samford. Um, I just uh, I just have this feeling about him, uh, not just in the return game. I think they've got four great receivers. They're going to put him as the fifth receiver, and they you may not see a sixth. So he might get some playing time on offense. Um, mm. So that's – yeah, I, I feel like he's uh, the day three pick that's going to uh, going to surprise. Um, you know, I, I talked about uh, analytically um, some of the positions, not the actual players, but I've talked about analytically uh, which, which positions tend to disappoint. And uh, that means uh, Damari Mathis, fourth round cornerback, may disappoint. Uh, Quarterbacks tend to be uh, probability wise uh, least likely to uh, make an impact or be a primary starter uh, in the NFL after being drafted in the fourth round. So, uh, unfortunately, I mean, I don't. He looks like he's uh, you know he could be a good player, and I hope I hope they all are. But uh, analytically speaking, the probability he's he's uh, one that could disappoint. Yeah, I really, man, that's tough because Mathis to me plays, he's a corner that plays like a safety at times. Um, so I think you could see some of these great quarterbacks in the AFC West absolutely go after him. Uh, but for me, I'm going to butcher this name and help me out. Please, Broncos country, go ahead. And you too, Thomas. Uh, our fourth round Iowa State defensive lineman, Iwama Uwazurike, I think I'm going to go with. Uh, this cat, I think he's wearing Shelby Harris's old number. Could be wrong. But I am hearing excellent things about him. Uh, Draymond Jones is raving through this rook, uh, raving about this rookie. I think you're going to see him a lot towards the back half of the year, where maybe you're getting some of the other defensive linemen some rests, some limited reps, or there are going to be injuries. Uh, my guy McTelvin Najim, your job is not safe, dude. You have not produced at the level that you need to consistently. Watch out for him as a training camp cut. Uh, but for me, I, Montreal, Washington. I'm going to push back a little bit on that. I really was a little disappointed in that pick. Um, I think he's going to have to bring a lot to the table. I thought that this was a Dwayne Stukes pick. Turns out it was a Zach Azani pick. Um, that is absolutely bizarre. And that's coming from the Denver Broncos. Go check it out. They've got a Denver Broncos video or an interview where coach Z and, and George Payton are, are talking about it after the fact. And, when Zach Azani is picking out a guy, that makes me really interested because I love Coach Z, who doesn't. I think he could be an eventual offensive coordinator in the NFL at certain points. Uh, he's a hidden gem. I don't know for how long. But, you know, Nick Benito, I have a lot of concerns. And no, Nick, don't block me. I think I'm like Tom and I are the only ones from MHH that he hasn't blocked. Uh, but, no, I think he's going to have a little bit of concerns just with the weight. You hear George Payton talk about it a lot, Broncos country. The guy's got to get in the weight room. We need him to get with Adam or uh, Lauren Landau. You know, I get concerned when I hear that, but he is a second-round pick, so maybe there is a little bit of uh, fairness to it. And we got to be patient. Uh, it's hard to have rookies come out and just absolutely hit on everything. It's almost impossible, <laughs> really, to have all the <laughs> rookies hit. Um, I like Uza Uzarike. I think it's um, all right. Pronounced something like that. Uzarike. It's, it's a tough uh, yeah, name. Yeah, we need a nickname I, for him. Yeah, like, I need I need somebody you know to give him a, a Dom Capers over there needs to give him a, a nickname or something like yeah. that because this cat's going to be destructive. You're going to hear his name a lot, and maybe then we'll be able to pronounce yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I I love his I love his length. He. He sort of reminds me just in his build, really, and his ability to play along the line of Trevor Price. Now, that's a huge Ooh. compliment 
because Trevor Price coming out of college, Ooh. way better pass rusher, more skilled, uh, you know, more explosive. But, you know, I've seen a couple of clips and, you know, you don't get to see everything, but I saw a couple of clips. He looks like he plays with great leverage, which I think Price played with great leverage as well. So he, uh, you know, he's going to take some time to develop. Don't think that he's going to be Trevor Price, you know, for ever, maybe, because Trevor Price is one of the best interior pass rushers that the Broncos have ever had. But the length, and he's heavier, obviously, and but his, his ability to use leverage at that length is kind of shocking to me uh, from what I've seen. Now, I didn't do uh, you know a huge film study on him or anything. This is just some things that I've seen here and there. But yeah, I'm I'm impressed with him. I think I think you're right. I think uh, you know I wrote about that too. I think you're going to see a couple uh, defensive line cuts because of him that are going to surprise some people. A lot of surprises are coming to the Mile High City. You're going to see some players with a lot to play for, including Bradley Chubb as a pass rusher, Malik Reed as a pass rusher. Uh, these guys have got a lot of pressure. The interior defensive line, how could you not be feeling good about those cats? Um, I am a little curious, I'm going to say, about Luke Wattenberg, Washington Center uh, in the fifth round. He's a very versatile young man as well, uh, very humble beginnings, and – I just think he's going to have a little bit of fight to him. And I'm hoping that I, we can see the offensive line and defensive line because, you know, I got some love for those big guys playing in high yep. school, but the pit is my favorite place to be anywhere from the senior bowl, the shrine game, um, combine, wherever, make sure you watch the pit because they rarely show you, especially because there's so much, uh, vulgarity <laughs> coming <laughs> yeah. out of the mouth that of one bill Kolar who uh was retained in a different role with the broncos but that guy has some of the most colorful creative curse words that i've ever heard <laughs> that i can never you know say on this show but they're sure. hilarious curse words right. um and stuff like that but those big men getting after it yeah. absolutely amazing uh, we're going to have to see how the rest of the season shapes up for him, but big expectations. Chase Wellner's been our guy, too, supporting us since the beginning. Another big reason that we are moving on over to the primetime slot MHI on Wednesday nights. Scott, Nick, and I will be starting that first Wednesday night show this uh, this coming Wednesday, June 1st. But Chase Wilner saying Greg Gumble couldn't handle saying Alberto. <laughs> he made short circuit trying to say uh Ioma's name i'm gonna short i'm gonna short his first name is ioma his first his first name is ioma it's not too bad all right a little tricky his last name is a little tricky ioma uh, ioma yeah we'll call him ioma Ioma. uh it's it's absolutely great uh jay roper is saying he blocked nick so i have a theory what's going on here with nick benito uh i have a theory that maybe his agent runs his twitter account and that's probably the best thing honestly if you start to look at like how you should run your business and your brand you probably shouldn't be the one tweeting because uh that could go either way and sometimes it does but no sometimes we get blocked we're still trying to figure out i don't know woody page has blocked me as well too so i i feel like i'm so confused and i reached out to a good friend right and asked him hey man ask woody what, what what i did i've never even met the guy i've read his work since i was a little kid and he's like, dude, Woody said if he could have blocked you three times over, he would have done it. <laughs> and so I just kind of had to laugh and be like, "Uh oh, this is Twitter. Uh, yeah. But no, man, we appreciate you guys rocking with us. We have so much fun over this stuff. It's, it's football and it's cool to disagree. And it's, sometimes it's fun to poke fun at uh, ourselves, especially getting blocked. Andrew Baker, here we go. Another good friend of the show helping us get to that primetime slot past show 100. What's up, fam? Had to catch the last Saturday of MHI. Cool to see Thomas live and ready for his next Friday show, but I'll see y'all on Wednesday evenings. Hashtag MHH for life. Pookie Williams. I love that jersey, Andrew. Absolutely love it, man. I hope you have a fantastic holiday weekend. And who could be this guest? Tom, that Andrew Baker (laughs) is talking about. I teased it earlier in the show. A Broncos ring of famer is going to be on these very airwaves next Friday morning with Thomas Hall. Uh, You can find Thomas at Thomas Hall NFL on Twitter, host of the Legends of Mile High podcast. So who's it going to be, man? Who's coming on the show Friday morning that the people are talking about? Broncos legend, none other than Carl Mecklenburg will join the show. Heck of a person. Incredible player. Hall of Fame caliber player. I am just honored to have him join the show and talk football. 
who? Carl Mecklenburg. Carl Mecklenburg. Mech. Yep. Mech, the, dude. Uh, most versatile player, in my opinion, and probably many others in NFL history. Played all front seven positions. We're going to dive into what it took to do that because you can say that. Oh, yeah, he played all front seven positions. But until you realize what it really takes to do that, then you're going to understand his his greatness. I mean, he should be in the Hall of Fame now, in my opinion, not, not only for just what he did on the field, but just the unique nature of how he played. He's he's the one of a kind. He should, uh, he should get more recognition for that. But I am so excited. He's one of my favorites when I was growing up. I love Mecklenburg. Such a great person, too, gracious enough to uh, – to come on the show. So I am looking forward to that. It's going to be, uh, uh, going to be fun. I don't, heck, I don't know if I can, uh, I'll be able to wipe the smile off my face. <laughs> yeah. It totally, it's hard to not have a fanboy moment when, uh, uh you're having a Broncos ring of famer coming yeah. on and the people right here from MHI are getting uh, a huge response with, with Mac, man. It's, uh, I'm jealous, absolutely <laughs> jealous. I, I'm like, I, I've got the key to, you know, just like you to hop in these live streams and I want to be sitting back there chewing my nails, watching every, every aspect of it. My mom has a mech Jersey. Um, oh, nice. He's, oh yeah, man. The, one of the orange crust jerseys too. She wears it for every Broncos game. Uh, he's such an awesome guy in the city of, yeah. of Denver. I've met him a few different times as, as a kid, just at, in public he's just the coolest guy he'll be out there at training camp be sure to bring your kids um he'll sign autographs for him he's just a a man of the people and yeah um i started thomas told me this was going to happen before he announced it last friday and i'm like dude that is awesome (laughs) talk about how to launch a podcast and uh that's how you do it thomas you get it by by getting (laughs) mech man and to have mech in there is going to be absolutely such a cool thing. What time should Broncos yep. country tune in on, on fr- next Friday morning? 7.30 a.m. Every morning, fr- every Friday morning, 7.30 a.m. Mountain Time is when Legends of Mile High airs. Usually runs about 35, 40 minutes. I try to keep it kind of short. Um, but yeah, tune in next week. I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be absolutely wicked, man. Yeah. yeah. Travis is coming in here. The albino rhino. That's what yeah. I was saying. The vanilla gorilla. Uh, abs- this guy, man, he's he's yeah. so cool. And uh, Travis saying, I was saying last night that I think that the defensive lineman from Iowa State, can't say his name either, Luke, so don't feel bad. <laughs> uh, anyways, I think he could possibly make an immediate impact. I do too, Travis, and this might piss a lot of people off, including Nick, uh, but I think he's going to be what Draymond Jones should have been. Uh, Draymond, I think I'm waiting. I'm still waiting. I know he put together some bomb games that he won for the Broncos in the latter half of that season last year. I need to see a whole season of it, Draymond. I I just, he leaves me wanting more. Um, but Draymond Jones, I'm so excited to see him this year. This defensive lineman, uh, rotation is completely new. Mike Purcell, watch out for Mike Purcell. Uh, I think Greg Rosenthal had him penciled in as a starter. Um, I'm not sure. I might be no sack on Mike Purcell and off ball linebacker Alex Singleton. Alex Singleton should get 300 plus snaps. I have Mike Purcell on the bubble for training yeah. camp right now. If I'm going to be honest, I think his contract's a little a little rough. Plus that consistency with being injured, we're going to have to see, man. Absolutely going to have to see. But you've got Broncos country buzzing right now. You got nice. 127 <laughs> people saying, including our guy Andrew saying, "Man, have fun, Thomas." I'm Star Truck, yeah. Star Truck, just being able to listen. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. That's how you. That's how Thomas does it <laughs> on Friday mornings of Legends yeah. of Mile High podcast. He yeah. gets all kinds of guests, including the Vanilla Gorilla himself <laughs> and Kathy Lund coming in here. Put me in check, like I need to be. Draymond is going to have a big year bet and i what it's a contract year right it's time for uh it's time for some money for draymond so he's got to have a big year because come hell or high water the team's got to pay for a defensive lineman that is disruptive consistently on the field and has significant output yeah i like draymond actually um i i too leave there's a little bit left out there that i think he needs to he needs to bring but i'm excited about this combination with him and uh, DJ Jones, I think, I think he's going to have a big year. Um, I like his, I like his pass rushing ability from the interior. I think DJ Jones can help him. I think if Mike Purcell can stay healthy, 
Uh, yeah, I, I agree he could get pushed off the roster, but if he stays healthy, he's going to be a force. I think they're going to have one of the better rotations they've had in a long time on the defensive line. Uh, and you're going to see you're going to see somebody get cut that you're going to be a little bit surprised of, I believe. But yeah, I'm 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 uh, I'm a Draymond Jones fan. Um, I I uh, I think he's got to put it all together at some point. I mean, it seems like it's been a little while, but I think he's going to do it. I think it's going to be a good year for him. I think my problem with I, I love his attitude. I love how he is, but to me, kind of has that that chest out a little bit more without having all the skins, the pelts on the wall. And I need a yeah. few more pelts on the wall before you're the baddest yard and uh, baddest dog in the yard. But I love it, man. And you're talking about DJ Jones. This cat is going to be phenomenal. This guy is going to red games. Creed Humphrey, you had a, a cush season last year and i'm jealous that they have creed humphrey but good luck trying to block dj jones when they bring him into the inside because he's he said the other day tom i'll play wherever they want me to play i'm here to be disruptive uh my goal one of my goals is to be a pass rusher i don't want to just be known as a run stuffer i want to penetrate the backfield and get after the quarterback and i'm thinking boom this boy can move he's versatile he's hungry he wants to be here i think one of the Best signings by George Payton oh, yeah. this last offseason. Um, Alex Singleton, I like, sure, but DJ Jones, I did not yeah. see that coming. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I I uh I know there's a big you know hoopla about Gregory coming and all that, and people are talking about it, but when I saw Jones get, I, I was like, that's the best signing, that's the best offseason signing they made. It made He's... you feel better about Gregory in the elbow, yeah. then <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know, I was I was not uh, I'm not a Gregory fan, so no, you know, all right. Tell yeah, me, tell no, me why. Not, Talk well, to me. Be, it has nothing to do with you know his suspension or anything, but you know, he's not he hasn't been on the field a yeah. lot, so that worries me. Number one, uh, has a little bit of injury problem, not too much. It just uh, there's a lot to be worried about, so that's why I was a little bit uh, not high on him getting signed for the money he got signed on. I mean, people were going after him, uh, and I thought that they're going after him on some potential that he could have, you know, which is great. But um, at this point, you know, he's what, 29 now, 20 or 29, like potential's kind of gone past you at this point, you're going to start to see a decrease. So I'm a little worried about his age, not putting it all together yet and not being on the field. That's why I was worried about the money they gave out to him. Not about him. He seems like a, you know, he has a bad rep, but he seems like a pretty good guy. Seems like a good leader. He seems like, and he's, he can pass rush when he's available to pass rush. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked him. I, I wrote up uh, our, every week. I write an article keys to victory for the Broncos and then kind of uh, a takeaways piece after every game. And uh, he was one of my keys to victory about how, how Garrett Bowles and him were going to battle. And they did battle. And uh, I think he did have a decent game against the Broncos, but Garrett Bowles had a decent game against him as well. He definitely takes off some plays, which really sure. bothers me um, because, yeah, that talent is there. But when you're not utilizing it all the way, that bums me out because the one thing you could say about Bradley Chubb is he's injury prone. It's yeah. not that he doesn't play hurt. It's not that he doesn't have effort. I mean, the guy's out there playing on one knee, for Christ's sake, right. almost every game, and it absolutely kills me. But what doesn't kill me is Sterking 31's generous $10 super. We appreciate you so much. Hey, Thomas, any word on the backup quarterback situation? Because after all, <laughs> someone's got to hold the clipboard for right. Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> you know what's great is we're not going to be arguing about if a backup should be <laughs> – the starter this year it's Boom. it is a cut and dried situation it is russell wilson all the way from his track record we're probably not going to see a backup and and think about this russell wilson has played every game but three and he he's getting sacked an average of over 40 times per season he if he can if they if this line can protect him half uh, you know, uh, twice that good. So 20, you know, cut those in half. I doubt he's going to miss a snap. So, um, but I, I have not heard any word on the backup situation, but my opinion, it's Johnson is going to be the backup. You know, they brought him in for a reason. Uh, I love, you know, I, I love the, um, now I'm drawing a blank. Sorry. Um, Rippin Rippin. I, you know, he's a, he's got a good mind. Uh, I think if you could have put his head on Drew Locke's body, he would probably be a pretty dang good quarterback. But, you know, he's got some limitations. So I think they brought Johnson in for a reason, but I haven't heard anything. I don't know if you have, Luke. Uh, 
No, I haven't heard anything probably because I haven't asked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been asked around about the backup quarterback position. I will give you a little nugget here on in a second. I've been telling uh, Broncos country last week about KJ Hamler and some info I got on KJ Hamler and I'll, I'll spill that those beans before we uh, break out. But here's the thing, man, Josh Johnson. I think he is going to be the guy. Russell Wilson handpicked him, and when Russell Wilson handpicks your your backup quarterback, that's probably the direction you're going to go. I don't love the backup quarterback there for Josh Johnson, but it doesn't bother me. Here's the thing with Brett Rippon. Man, he's so smart. He's personable. The guys like him. I'm told that Russell Wilson loves him, uh, but he has such an odd ball, and he leaves so much to be desired, no mustard on it. It drives me crazy, and I'm finding myself make excuses for it every year because I like Brett. Uh, it's just going to be really tough. With regards to K.J. Hamler, do not be surprised if you see the Broncos treat him with very fragile gloves. Does not mean he's not responding well to rehab. He is healthy, but the Broncos want to make sure he's going to be okay. Don't get worried if you don't see a lot of him in the training camp. Don't get worried if you don't see a lot of him in preseason. K.J. is good to go, but being told could be on that that pup list a little earlier he could be just sure. handled very very delicately and that's got to be the case right tom you see yeah. these speed burners come into the league john ross and when these track stars get hurt and they're thrown back into the lineup they get hurt again it's hard to recover as they age yeah. and and some of that explosiveness is lost absolutely yeah i i look forward to seeing him but you know he's definitely want to get him back healthy because he's he's a deep threat. He's going to be fun to watch. Uh, so yeah, I, I can understand that. Peter Middleton's got a great question coming in from Facebook. If Chubb likes, looks like he's not playing great in training camp. Do you trade now? Uh, yes. that's a good, <laughs> absolutely. I would have traded at the NFL draft brother. Um, seriously, I, this is no beef to Bradley. I've talked to Bradley. He's been good to me. Uh, but for me, he's just too injury prone, but here's the thing. What's that mean? You're going to put Malik Reed out there. Jonathan Cooper, what? He's got to have finger surgery or something Something going on with him. That came out last week. Or Come on, man. All our defensive ends are in the hospital getting surgery or the others are in the rehab room getting better. And then there's yeah. Malik Reed. That's really, really tough. Um, don't be surprised if you see some of these cats. Uh, maybe another pass rusher that makes the team that we don't know yet. Yeah, uh, A rookie, an undrafted guy. Uh, it's, it's tough. I understand the notion of trading bradley chubb but uh the time is gone i, I think yeah. for that move to have happened yeah you, you, he doesn't have i mean yeah he has value if he's playing good but if he's not playing good everyone's gonna know it so they're not going to oh perfect timing kathy lund same exact thing if he's not not doing well why would you want him who yeah. would want him yeah it's true yeah. but you know the, the fact of the matter is, is chubb's a good player uh he needs to show something this season of being a very high impact player in my opinion um otherwise he'll be gone but right now you just don't have anybody else you can't trade him the, his value if he's playing great there's some value there but if he's playing great you don't want to get rid of him so uh, i don't think he's going to get cut i don't think he's going to uh, be on the trade block and i think um there's just not enough around him right now to to warrant something if you had someone great right behind him and you're like well let's try and get some value out of him while you, we have it then yeah but you don't you just don't have that i think it's i think it's i think it's one of the least uh position as far as good depth on the uh, roster in my opinion i agree and you you got to have pass rushers and george Payton will be the first one to tell you peter middleton saying guys we've got players browning reed benito gregory uh here's the thing pete they do not want baron browning in at the edge if they don't need to i know that was the early narrative that he would be pa rushing the passer, and he still will get his chances, but uh, they kind of doubled down by saying, no, we want him inside now, and I okay. think that's probably why you saw him go to Nick Benito. Uh, I do believe George Payton when he says that he didn't think that Nick Benito would be there when the Broncos um, eventually got on the clock, but I can also tell you, and just like you guys saw the footage, that they really struggled. They, they liked – uh, my guy, Chad Muma, a lot out of Wyoming, too. And I think if that was the case and they got a linebacker early on, then maybe you see Baron Browning move to the edge. But I don't need Baron Browning on the edge. I think Ohio State really jacked with him 
by moving him on the edge, moving him inside. He played every position, you know, on the defense except for cornerback and D line, pretty much. And uh, it's just insane to me. I, I would hate to see Baron Browning get caught up. He was wearing the green dot last year for crying out loud. I mean, this guy has football acumen, he has talent, he has raw instincts. He's more than just a pass rusher, and I get that people are fascinated with Micah Parsons being able to move all over the field, but you don't need that with Baron Browning. You do draft Nick Benito for this reason, and uh, hopefully we see what they can do. Benjamin Flores is coming in here at the end of the show. Want to make sure we get to him. It's sad because not too long ago, we had a very fierce pass rush. Uh, now our pass rush is almost non-existent, and we're floating on a prayer. It's pretty scary, so I'm hoping that Chubb and Gregory can come back with vengeance and that Bonito proves to be a solid rusher. Bradley Chubb, he's got to he, he's got to make something of this season. He's got a lot to prove. Uh, all the time, people are asking about goals for players. I want to see Bradley Chubb play an entire season and raise hell. If I'm going to be yeah. honest, and if he's not getting the job done or if he has a, an injury. Next man up. Let's keep, let's yeah. cycle him through until we get somebody that hits. Yep. And, and my problem with Chubb isn't, you know, he's, has been healthy, which is a problem obviously, but even when he has, he has not been a huge impact player. I mean, really their biggest impact player that uh, from the pass rushing perspective was traded last year. And that was Von Miller. Um, and we haven't had an impact pass rusher since. And I know that there's potential with Greg. He could be, or Gregory, and then Benito looks like he could have some potential too, but that's all we're talking about here is potential. Somebody is going to have to step up on that pass rush on the edge and be an impact player every game. And so far the Chubb has not been that, and I like Chubb. I think he had tons of promise. He's been injury hampered, and that could be a big reason, but this is the year that he needs to show that why he was drafted number five overall. Yeah, you hear the term bust thrown around. I can go there. I can also hear the other uh, side of the argument. You know, the injuries aren't his fault, but they are part of the game. They are part of life. They are what have shortened some players' careers. And uh, just, just looking at that beautiful background of your, your logo there, I'm thinking of Terrell Davis yep. and his career getting ended on, what, an interception? Yep. And I think Matt Lepsis was the, the guy that uh, swept his knee kind of a yep. little bit. And Matt Lepsis was my boy out of CU, a converted tight end, left tackle. Uh, another great story. I'm going to have to pop on your show. I just invited myself. Uh, because yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely want to talk some Broncos and sure. guys. We're we're hitting the one hour mark, so I wanted to be sure once again that was was that was seven a.m. Tom. Yep, seven a.m. Friday mornings, uh, every Friday, um, seven a.m. This Friday, especially tune in for Carl Mecklenburg. Boom. But we do we do a good job. Uh, I like to kind of weave in past players with uh, current events and say, going back mm -hmm. the other way too. So. I want to really keep those legends alive and I like to also kind of be relevant. So uh, as current events go on, so that's, you, you know, gotta, we talk a lot about old, uh, old Broncos players and the mile high legend is the story at the end that I tell. And I saw a comment coming through here about talking about Floyd little, we are going to, um, uh, we're definitely gonna talk about Floyd little, but yeah, uh, it's, it's fun. It's just me. So, uh, definitely pop in and make some comments. It's at seven o'clock, 7. AM. Uh, every morning and we'll we usually end by uh you know 735-740. Boom. That's Legends of Mile High podcast. You could find Thomas at Thomas Hall NFL on Twitter. Yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. Um, we're getting all kinds of love from the fellas and the ladies. Great show tonight, Luke and Thomas. Looking forward to watching y'all on Wednesday nights. Mike S. Nice. is, of course, referring to uh, the change, a little bit of shaking up here on, on MHH. We've got a lot of new exciting things that have kind of just started within the last month, if we're going to be honest or so. From, from Thomas launching a new pod, we've got Kim back running a pod in the morning. You've got those crazy guys, Broncos for breakfast, building the Broncos, the Dove Valley deep divers, those huddle up boys. And of course, your favorite, MHI. We're heading on over to Wednesday night's primetime starting June 1st. You will be able to find Nick, Scott, and I doing our thing over there. And again, Carl Mecklenburg, Broncos Rima Famer. You'll be able to get some questions in. Start looking for those. I can't wait to hear what he has got to say about Nick Benito, Bradley Chubb, Malik Reed, some of these defensive linemen. Uh, 
gosh, I, I could spend all day with that guy. It's so cool <laughs> yeah. that you were able to uh, to land him. And man, this was a special show, man. I, I also want to give a huge shout out to Scott. Scott, thank you so much for rocking with us on Saturdays. You make my job so easy. And and, and Thomas and all of us, you uh, put in so much work that people don't realize. And this is a huge sacrifice. I want to thank my wife and my family, my daughter, um, all of my family and friends doing this show on Saturday nights for two years has been a huge wow. sacrifice, not just for me, but the people I love and my friends, my family and all of our supporters because of you guys. We are going to bigger things this year in 2022. We've got major announcements still coming. Chad's coming with some big hot news in the very near future. Be sure to tune in to milehighhuddle.com. You can get at Twitter at milehighhuddle. Head on over to huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. And again, go ahead and give us a, a rating. Like, subscribe on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, anywhere you get these podcasts. We really appreciate it. And, uh, Guys, it's a it's a Memorial Day weekend. Have a happy Memorial Day. Uh, we respect and and love all of those who fight for our freedoms. And uh, Tom, man, thanks, dude. This was a great show. We've got to do it again soon. Um, th this was so much fun, man. We've been we've been rapping about this all week, and uh, I can't wait to tune into your show on Friday night or Friday. Yeah, morning. thank yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This has been a great uh, great time. Thanks for letting me uh, plug the show, and uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate all all the um, support. Thank you so much. And thanks That's to right. the, everyone in the comments. Great. That's great right. Comments. Broncos country rocked it for us tonight. And we're going to go ahead and sign off guys. Spend time with your friends and your family. Get outdoors. If you can uh, tell those that you surround yourself, you love them. Have a great, great rest of your holiday weekend. I believe those huddle up boys will be back on Sunday night tomorrow. Uh, this is for Tom, for Luke, for Scott. Let's ride. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.